0: Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you as well. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, Q&As with Blue Audit Wires top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips, tricks, and and best practices, everything you need to know in order to get that podcast off the ground and and to a top level. So on top of that, we're going to help get your show out on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the other listening platforms, and the best part is you get all of this for just $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site that will charge you for the initial setup out there. Just the ones you can use on your own. Why not launch with Blue Wire Hustle where you actually get the tools to succeed? So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply to Blue Wire Hustle, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Hello everyone and welcome to a somber edition of the rebuild browns lose to jets 23 16 they fall to 10 and 5 on the season i'm henry ettinger coming to you here on sunday night i'll have this posted in time for monday morning after the holidays but man a tough game for the browns no doubt last time i talked to you we didn't have all of the information uh, about the COVID absences that of course impacted this game and we'll get into all that in more but The landscape of this game totally changed since the last time I talked to you. The Browns, without all of their starting receivers, a couple linebackers as well. There were injuries on the offensive line. Essentially, the preview I did on Wednesday was irrelevant by the time kickoff happened today. And and look, when you lose to a 1-13 team, it's simple. People want to blame somebody. They do. I, I already saw it on Twitter. I can tell you as somebody who sat in those meeting rooms in, in your traditional sports media outlets, that that's going to be the conversation tonight and tomorrow. Who do you blame for the Browns loss? They lost to the jets. They hurt their playoff chances. Totally inexcusable, right? Wrong to me. Wrong. I just, who are you supposed to blame? It, it To me, if you're looking at this rationally as a Browns fan, I just, Look, the the Browns got dealt a brutal hand. They did. And and that's, frankly, that's this year. That's 2020, right? The Browns got dealt a brutal hand and it didn't work out because, look, the, this team hasn't had a whole lot of luck over the last, I don't know, entire existence of its franchise. Maybe you could say 50 years ago or so they had some luck, but not, not in recent memory for anybody. A- and things just didn't work out for them. The timing of the positive COVID test, the – Close contact absences, all that. It, look, it just didn't work out, and there's excuses and there's reasons, and to me, that's not an excuse. And I know Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield and all of them they owned it, but look, the reason the Browns lost this game is this is not the Browns roster that got them to ten wins this season. So who are you going to blame? I saw I saw Kevin Stefan, you know Kevin Stefanski getting some blame out there. Look, I don't know. I mean. I, he didn't have a receiving core. I thought the play calling wasn't that bad. His offensive line couldn't really block for him on that side of things. Uh, I, I saw some people criticizing the effort of the Browns. I didn't see that. I, I saw some people struggling out there to execute, but I didn't see any lack of effort. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to go that far at all with this team. I, you know, the, some of the offensive linemen that were replacements were struggling, sure, and some of the defensive guys that were struggling, sure but I, I didn't see that from an effort perspective. And, and look, frankly, he had this team in a position to win and and Baker Mayfield fumbled the ball there at the end. Otherwise the Browns maybe are, you know, sending this game into overtime and and clinching a playoff spot. And, and then that brings me to Baker Mayfield because I saw some people blame him as well, you know, a couple fumbles, all of that. Really? I, the guy didn't have a starting four receivers. His right guard and left tackle got abused all day long. He was under pressure all day long. They couldn't run the football. He had zero help. Yes, he fumbled three times. Two of them were not really his fault. The first one definitely wasn't. The second one wasn't really. And and the third one was. And yes, it came at a brutal time. And credit to Baker for owning up to it. He said that he failed the team today. Uh, in his post-game press conference, but look, I just didn't see that either, and I he could have played better, but are we really going to hold him that accountable? Look, I've been on this podcast the last couple of weeks. I've praised Baker Mayfield the last several weeks, and am I going to do a 180 on that because he didn't play with any of his starting receivers? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. That's just not fair. That's not fair to Baker Mayfield at all, and so the uh, I, I, I'm i just I'm not going to go that far third party potentially to blame I saw this out there the offensive line and look yes Nick look Nick Harris had a brutal game right guard he he was he really struggled all day long and, and on the left tackle position as well the, the the Browns struggled to replace Jedrick Wills that's that is true but Look, Nick Harris is a fifth-round draft pick who's maybe, what, the seventh or eighth offensive lineman on this team playing out of position? Kendrick Lamb, the left tackle, backup left tackle, yeah, he had a tough day. Am I supposed to pin the Browns' season, you know, really taking a hard hit on, on those two guys? Look, they're not supposed to be in there. That's what happens when you have injuries, and yes, they had a tough day. I mean, look, if you want to crush the seventh and eighth offensive lineman on the Browns, go ahead go ahead. Yeah. They didn't have a good game. They didn't, but again, I didn't see it as a lack of effort. And, And that's what happens when you get to your seventh and eighth guy on the depth chart. And that was one of the circumstances in this game. As I said, that's a reason, not an excuse. And finally, you know, the kind of last Brown's culprit, if you will, it was kind of on the defensive side of the football, right? Jets team with the worst passing attack in the league, all that. Well, Look, they didn't have any of their linebackers. Mac Wilson was healthy scratch last game. And guess what? He didn't have a good game today, but he had to play because BJ Goodson wasn't out there and Jacob Phillips wasn't out there. And that's kind of the story. You know, there's the Browns defense missed some tackles. They didn't play fantastic. They got frankly, you know, to give a little bit of credit to the jets, they got beat for touchdowns on two. I thought really well designed plays one that Carl Joseph got picked on. And then the trick play uh, as well. So Yeah. They gave up a a, a few too many points, but also, you know, with the turnovers that hurt a little bit as well, put them in some tough spots and I didn't think they played horrible. They gave up 23 points. The defense isn't the strength of this team, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to pick two, you know, culprits, am I picking the Browns linebackers and their backup O linemen? Sure. But I mean, I don't know. That just doesn't give me a lot of satisfaction as a Browns fan. It doesn't. And, and here's the last punching bag. And I know Browns fans are going to turn to this one and it's an easy one. The NFL. Guess what guys, the NFL is not the one to blame here. They didn't ask for COVID and just look at the schedule. If the Browns postpone this game, when are they postponing it to? That really is advantageous to the Browns because coming into this game, right? You're a Browns fan. We talked about it on the podcast last week. We want to have a shot at the AFC North next weekend. So what are they going to put the game on Tuesday and the Browns are going to turn around and play Sunday? That seems pretty brutal. Sure. If you want to have some gripes with the NFL about their consistency throughout this season, you can have them, but essentially they, they've postponed games for COVID outbreaks and this wasn't a covert outbreak. It was just the receivers had to sit out because they were close contacts and the They did that to the Denver Broncos. They've done it to other teams as well. It was just the fact that the test came back on Saturday and the Browns played on Sunday. So it sucked. I'm not saying it didn't suck. It was awful to watch as a Browns fan tonight. I was really, really bummed. And I assume all you guys out there are too. But for me, the immediate reaction is not to start just going around and blaming everybody. I watched the game. I I have some ability to take in some context. I do. And and that's the context I'm taking in is, am I going to say Kevin Stefanski doesn't deserve to win coach of the year because he couldn't turn around a game plan in 12 hours without his receiving core? Am I going to say Baker Mayfield hasn't taken steps forward this year because, oh, he didn't have his entire receiving core or two starting offensive linemen in the game today. No, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not. And, and I don't think you guys should too. And you know What? It's not the way I want it to be, but it's all in the Browns' hands still. Buckle up. Steelers next week. The Browns have a chance to get in the playoffs no matter what. And, yeah, do I have some concerns about that game? Absolutely. Do Am I nervous for that game as a Browns fan who wants to see it in the playoffs? Absolutely. But guess what? The Browns got dealt a tough hand. It didn't work out. They got to buckle up and just get back to it this week because it's still, the ball is still in their court and and they can still deliver on, on this team being a playoff team. So that's that's my takeaway from the game is it sucked, but there are reasons sometimes. It's not just excuse making. I'm not going to go ahead and crush any of the individuals on the Brown side. I'm just not. And it's, you know, it's not the greatest position to be in. But hey, one game, division rival, you get to play them for the chance to go to the playoffs. If the Browns can do that, it'd be pretty damn sweet. All right? We're going to dive into more of this game. I'm a little fired up if you couldn't tell, but we do have to take a quick break in here from our sponsors. And then on the other side, we'll get a little bit more into the details as well. This episode of the rebuild is brought to you by bet online the nba is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs at the same time so while you might not be at the game this year you can still get in on the action at bet online and i'm sure my family wasn't the happiest with me over the holidays because i've been using bet online to bet football basketball parlays together Yes, all of it, all the time. My Cavs are two and zero. I may or may not have bet on seven combined things on Christmas Day. So, look, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on in on every possible chance to win this season. I even bet Ryan Tannehill's under in passing yards for the Packers Titans game. So, look, from game spreads to totals, team and player, coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season bonuses today and, and start wagering on wins, divisions, all that, everything, all day, every day. So head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Just don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when you do at betonline.ag. That's Bluewire, all one word. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of the rebuild is also brought to you by Indeed. Look, 2020 is almost over, but it certainly reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe have been challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and and indeed is here to help. They're the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. According to Comscore, they help you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person that you need to keep your business going. Plus, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, so you only pay for what you need. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them at the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire, offer valid through the end of the year. So move quickly, people. All right, and we're back here on the rebuild Let's talk a little bit more in depth about what happened in this game. So Browns lose to the jets 23, 16, not good. Yada, yada. Playoff chances. We're going to go through all that. I promise that'll be the last segment of this show, but first let's talk about what happened. We do need to get into the details a little bit Baker in this game, 28 of 53 for 285 yards. And I saw some people saying he threw too much. Well, they were down 20 to three and the other piece of this is, and really is the headline, is the Browns couldn't run the ball. Nick Chubb, 11 carries for 28 yards. Kareem Hunt, four carries for 11 yards. And look, the reason the Browns couldn't run the ball is because they couldn't block anybody. And I actually, uh, I'll share with the listeners, I had a little bit of an interesting path watching this game. So I, I had a prior engagement, couldn't watch the first half. So I came back, watched the second half live, and then went back and re-watched the entire game. And boy, when I was re that first half, the Browns couldn't block. And, and I, I don't want to put it all on the two replacements. Cause I thought Jack Conklin didn't have his best game as well. Some of the other Browns guys, but Nick Harris had a really tough game. There's no other way to put it. It was brutal and he couldn't block and the jets D line swallowed up the Browns a little bit And That's actually the better part of this jets defense. That's the other thing is the jets run defense wasn't horrendous. It was you know, kind of in like the low twenties, you know, if you look at PFF, some raw stats, kind of, that's generally speaking where they're at. So not, they couldn't run the ball and this team is not as effective when they can't run the ball. And that's, you know, if you're going to be concerned about something for next week, the Browns need Jedrick Wills back and, and they need hopefully Wyatt Teller back as well. There is some hope that, that he could come back, but odds are he will be out in this game and Nick Harris is just going to have to play better. He is because the Steelers, front is going to eat him alive if he plays like he did against the Jets today and on the receiving side of things you saw the Browns obviously tried to get you know their tight ends involved Austin Hooper led the team with you know seven catches Harrison Bryant was used in the passing game and Joku was used in the passing game Kareem Hunt Chubb really the only receiver uh, was Jamarcus Bradley off the practice squad he was the only guy that that had more than one catch out of those Browns receivers that were active today. And he had five for 60. And you want me to tell you that I knew who Jamarcus Bradley was before today's game spoiler. I didn't. And I followed this team religiously. Guess what? I wasn't locked into the practice squad guys. Going back to my earlier point about, you know, it's tough to blame Stefanski or, or Baker at the helm of this offense. So yeah, they, they struggled. They scored 16 points. The turnovers were, an issue with Baker and, and particularly the QB sneak turnover. That is something to be concerned about going forward because the Browns love to QB sneak with one yard to go. It's from an analytics perspective, a very efficient play. The downside risk usually is very small. As long as your quarterback holds onto the ball, Baker Mayfield has struggled to do that. That has got to stop. He has got to put two hands on the football and, and hold on to it. And I think he will going forward. I mean, what is there to say? He, he had an awful play at the end of the game that that cost the Browns a chance to tie it because he couldn't hang on to the football. So that's from a scheme perspective. A lot of people were talking about this too. Also from the throwing side of things, the jets played a lot of, you know, cover two variations. A lot of, a lot of schemes, they're essentially dropping back and saying, Hey, your guys aren't going to get open and we're eventually going to get you with the pass rush. And they did pretty much all day. You know, the first Baker Mayfield fumble was just a whiff from Jack Conklin. Lamb on the left tackle side struggled. Nick Harris struggled. It was, it was tough for Baker to stand back there. And look, we all know every quarterback is worse under pressure. There's a lot made about how Baker Mayfield is so bad under pressure. And last week he was pretty good under pressure. Guess what? He wasn't this week because there weren't a lot of options to throw to, and he was under pressure a lot more and a lot quicker. So, Looking ahead, because that's really all you can do. The Browns, yes, they need to establish to run more next week. I suspect they're going to. I hope they're going to. And they need to figure out who they can run behind on this offensive line because in order to beat the Steelers, that has to be how they move the football. They have to go with the run game and let Baker go and play action. He's the best at that. That's That's his strength. And there are, of course, a million debates about whether that means he, you know, does that mean Baker's overrated? Yada, yada. Well, uh, we're not going to talk about that on the podcast, but my short answer is no. And, and the Browns should continue to use the formula that works for them and got them to 10 wins. So that's what I have on the offensive side of the football. On the defensive side of the football, can the Browns tackle somebody? I mean, that's the takeaway, right? Can they tackle somebody, please, for the love of God? It's why Mac Wilson got benched in the first place. Kevin Johnson on the outside. Oh my goodness. He is one of the worst tackling NFL players I've ever seen in the secondary. And I'm sorry to call him out like that. I'm not, look, I'm not a guy as you can tell that likes to hammer players, but he's that bad. He really is. He cannot wrap up and it it killed the Browns today. Look, Carl Joseph got beat on on two places. I I thought the rub play on him was actually designed pretty well. That was a tough, As uh, you know, sometimes you got to give credit to where credit's due. And I thought that the jets offense had some credit there. He got fooled on the trick play rough game out of him. The biggest thing I question on defense is not shadowing Jamison Crowder with Denzel Ward. That to me seemed like a pretty obvious move given that he's the real threat out of the Jets wide receivers. And he had seven catches for 92 yards, but just way too many times he lined up. And I was like, is there a reason we don't have Denzel Ward following around Jamison Crowder? So that's, that's one adjustment I would have liked to see, you know, been made, but, The back seven struggled all year. Yeah. They struggled again in this game, but also BJ Goodson and Jacob Phillips didn't get a chance to go out there and play. And so hopefully at least one of them will be back next week and and the Browns can have a little bit more success because the Steelers love to test your linebackers. They love to test your corners in tackling with those short passes for everybody out there. That's been watching the Steelers. I'm sure you have. It's a lot of short throws where they, Dare you to come up and tackle them. And the Browns are going to have to do that as well, too. I am going to get into a full Steelers preview later in the week. I promise. But I'm just pointing out some things that if I were a Browns fan, which I am, you got to start thinking about as you prepare for that that you know game that the Browns have to have to have to win uh, in order to get to the playoffs. Because other than that, with all the absences, I I just don't want to read too much into this game. I don't. That's That's my personal feeling on it the last thing I want to touch on from this game is the Browns attitude and Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski. To me, I've talked about this before on the show, but this is what gives me hope for the team going forward. Baker Mayfield in my eyes has grown up a lot as a quarterback in this last year. At the end of this game, he stepped up to the podium and said, there's no excuse. You know, he he had a long statement where he essentially said, he's going to go to one question. He's just going to lay it all out there. He said, there's no excuse. I believe in all of our guys, plain and simple. I failed this team. I put three balls on the ground, two of them, they recovered. And, and then, you know, the other was a fourth down and it's. He, he, look, he owned it. And to me, that shows maturity from a Baker that I hasn't always been the most mature in post-game press conferences, uh, regardless of look, his teammates have always loved him and his coaches have always spoken highly of him. So I thought, yes, some of the character things overblown, but part of being a franchise quarterback is stepping up there and owning it. And he did that publicly today. So I really like that. And, and Kevin Stefanski, same thing. I loved his demeanor before the game when they talked about on the broadcast, Hey, he wasn't shaken. Uh, I love how he adjusted at halftime. Hey, I don't have my receivers. No excuses. Boom. We're gonna figure out something else. And, and the offense was better in the second half. And he owned it after the game too. No excuses. And and look, I they had excuses. They had more excuses than almost every team this season, except probably when the Denver Broncos played without their quarterbacks. But the combination of those two gives me hope for this team going forward. Let's talk playoffs. Let's talk about that Steelers game. The Browns get in in three. Scenarios, Browns fans. Number one, the Browns beat the Steelers. Plain as day. Win in easy. Feature rival. Week 17. Get in the playoffs. How do I feel about that? I feel okay still. I'm I'm hoping a lot. You know, the Browns offense I think is going to be a lot lot better next week. Some of the defensive concerns are still there. Miles Garrett though looks like he's getting better every week. That D line is still a problem. The Steelers O line is still a problem. I watched that Colts Steelers game today a little bit as well. So let's hold, you know, let's let's hope we get the easy scenario. Scenario two, also pretty easy, but a lot less likely. The Colts lose on Sunday. Now, the Colts play the Jags. The Jags are now, I mean, I'd say trying to lose because the Browns lost this game. The Jags have the number one pick no matter what. So they can win that game and they they don't have any particular reason to be extra motivated by any means, but could happen. Stranger things have happened in week 17. If the Jags win and the Colts lose, Browns are also in the playoffs. Scenario three is the Titans lose out. And so as I record this, the, the Titans Packers game is in the first quarter. If you're a Browns fan, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, the Packers beat the Titans and then the Titans play the Houston Texans in week 17. Again, Houston, not a lot to play for, but if you watched the press conference with JJ Watt today, you did see him call out the Texans effort. Maybe that lights a little bit of a spark in them. Who knows? Again, these are, you know, they're not the most likely scenario, but ever any given Sunday, right? That's what we always say. And I think that's definitely true. A Texans team that has some talent, a Tennessee defense, as we know, that's not exactly elite. So all of these things are possible. All of those three scenarios are on the table. Any of those three, Browns are in. So that's if you're a Browns fan, look, it's simple. Beat the Steelers. It is. We really don't want to put uh, you know, we don't want to put our fate in other teams' hands. And I'm looking forward to next Sunday, guys. I hope you are. Two brown Steelers win playoffs for the first time since 2002. Get hyped, Browns fans! Hey, if you disagree with me, find me on Twitter, Henry underscore Ettinger. Tweet at me. I'm all for hearing from other Browns fans from their perspectives. You guys have valid perspectives out there too. As I said, I'm going to come to you with a full pod later this week uh, on on that huge, huge Steelers game and. I hope everyone out there is having a happy holidays. I know this game was a downer for Browns fans. I promise it was for me too, but the ball is still in our court. Our fate is still in our hands. So a special shout out to our team on Sunday. We'll be rooting for them extra hard until next time. Browns fans on the rebuild go Browns.